What is up everyone, it's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm gonna be wrapping up my last draft strategy video. So today we're gonna to be looking at the best draft strategy if you're picking later on in the first round. So from picks nine through 12, I'm gonna be talking about some of the best targets that you guys can find in the early rounds when you're picking in this area. And then I'm gonna be diving into four different mock drafts. So from the nine, 10, 11, and 12 spot from three different uh, fantasy football platforms. If you all enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. That really helps me out a ton. And let's just dive right into it. So we're gonna start off by looking at some of the targets in round one. So I got these players using consensus ADP from uh, four for four. Um, which is a website that just compiles like consensus ADP from a ton of different fantasy platforms. And so these are the players that may be available when you're picking in round one from pick nine through 12. So the players in green are the players that I would love drafting at this price. Yellow, I'd be okay with it, wouldn't love it. Red, I would be avoiding these players in this range. I've talked about this in the other draft strategy videos, but I have a pretty clear top seven and Cooper Cup and Bijan Robinson fit into that top seven. So if I'm getting these guys at pick nine or later, I think that is a great value. So those guys are definitely in green for me. I have Stefan Diggs as my eighth highest ranked player. So once again, you're getting them from pick nine through 12. I think that's a value. We get to the first player I'm not super interested in here, and that is going to be Nick Chubb. He's going off the board as the running back four at the 110. I can't quite get on board to late first round Nick Chubb. Personally, I prefer Saquon and I prefer Tony Pollard. I'd be fine with Nick Chubb in the early second, would probably prefer like mid-second, but somewhere in the second round, I'd be cool taking Nick Chubb. Just really can't get around to him at the 110. There's some wide receivers I would take over him. And then also the two running backs that I mentioned. So I have Saquon and Tony Pollard um, in yellow. I think they're fine picks like at the back end of the first round. I think I have Saquon as my 12th overall player or maybe 13th. They're pretty much right on that fringe at the one-two turn. So if you do get them late round one, I think it's fine, but I don't think it's like some sort of crazy value you're getting there. And then I have C.D. Lamb um, in green. I think he's a great option here, back end of the first round. And then I have A.J. Brown in red. There are just two other wide receivers I take over him. I prefer Amon Ross St. Brown. I would also prefer Devontae Adams. So I would not be reaching for A.J. Brown in the uh, first round. Now, moving into round two, obviously, we're going to have some overlap here. And this is a spot where I do think Saquon Barkley is a solid pick. Same thing with Tony Pollard. If you're getting him in round two, I think that's a very, very fair price. C.D. Lamb, once again, still a great pick in round two. I'm more okay with A.J. Brown here in like the early second round. I still wouldn't love it, but I think it's it's fine. Uh, Devontae Adams, Amon Ross St. Brown. I mentioned how I have those players ranked ahead of A.J. Brown. I think they're great picks in this spot. I think Derrick Henry is a fine pick also. I would you know, significantly prefer Pollard and Saquon, but maybe you're in a really hungry running back room. You like Derrick Henry. I think he's a fine pick here. The only player that I would not be going here that you know is kind of in range according to consensus ADP would be Patrick Mahomes, just not taking these quarterbacks in the uh, second round of fantasy drafts. And then the final round of targets here, looking at round three, it doesn't look like there's a ton of great options here. Um, I have Lamar Jackson as a decent option. I think if you're getting them back end of round three, I just think that's a fair price. Don't think it's like a screaming value, but like if all my other players were gone, I would feel comfortable taking them in this area. Joe Mixon, Travis Etienne, I'm not considering these guys in round three. I think they're more of round four players. I think DK Metcalf is a fine pick at like the three, four turn. So he's in yellow. 
The two picks here where if I can get these guys in this range, I'm very happy. It's Jameer Gibbs and Calvin Ridley. I think these guys are great values at this spot. I would be taking these guys. I mean, Calvin Ridley is in my top 24. Jameer Gibbs is like a mid to high end round three pick for me. So if you're getting them back end of round three, I like the value. Debo Samuel wouldn't love it, but I understand the pick. Um, and then Aaron Jones, just way too early for me here at like the three, four turn would not be taking Aaron Jones in round three or even round four, if I'm being totally honest. So those are some of the targets that you guys should be looking at, you know, in the first three rounds of your fantasy drafts, if you're picking from uh, pick nine through 12. And now let's jump into the mock drafts. So this is going to be PPR scoring. This one is from the nine spot, 12 team league for all of these. Um, and then this roster construction on sleeper, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and then two flex options. So we started off this draft going wide receiver, wide receiver, took best player available. We got Cooper Cup at the 109, and then we got Amon Ross St. Brown at the 204. Love the value on both of those picks. So feeling pretty good heading into round three. And then we get to round three, and this pretty much was a pick between Jameer Gibbs and Calvin Ridley. I do have Calvin Ridley ranked, I think, a few spots higher in my overall player rankings, but just looking at the way this team was coming together, I knew I probably wasn't going to love the running back value in the next few rounds, so I get the running back off the board. I still think it's a solid pick. Um, If you would have preferred Calvin Ridley, I think that's totally cool, but I go with Jameer Gibbs here at the 309 to be our running back one. We go back to the wide receiver position with Keenan Allen in round four, and then we get a falling Justin Herbert in round five. First off, I just love the value of Herbert, even if he was just on his own. But we also have the nice stack here with Keenan Allen. So I like that pick. In uh, round six, we go back to the wide receiver position with Deontay Johnson. At this point, we have one quarterback, one running back. We have all our wide receiver and flex spots filled out. And then in round seven, we get James Cook. If James Cook is going to be falling to like the mid-late seventh round, that's a pick I'm going to have to make. So he's going to slot in to be our running back too. We go back to hammering the wide receiver position. Quinton Johnston and Zay Flowers, once again, pairing QJ to uh, Justin Herbert. I think there's paths for both Keenan Allen and Quinton Johnston to pan out if they're both healthy, but then they're also kind of correlated where if Keenan Allen gets hurt, then Quinton Johnston is probably going to step up. And then obviously if this offense is firing, my team's going to be looking pretty good here because we do have Herbert, uh, Keenan Allen, and Quinton Johnston also kind of invested in that Lions offense with uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs. But those are two offenses I feel very confident, you know, kind of buying into this season. So then in round 10, we're going to go to the running back position, get round 10, Khalil Herbert. If he's leading this Bears backfield, round 10, it seems like a crazy value. And then we had kind of punted the tight end position. We're pretty stacked everywhere else. So I just wanted to lock in two of these later round tight ends. Unfortunately, Dalton Kincaid was not on the board. So I went Tyler Higby and Sam Laporta back-to-back rounds, two of my favorite kind of later round guys. If I'm not getting an early round tight end, And then we wrap up this draft with Nico Collins and Kenneth Gainwell. I think we got some really nice value in the early rounds of this draft. Love the cup, Amon Ross start. I think Jameer Gibbs is a nice round three pick. And then we kind of just, you know, played the draft board from then on. Overall, I like this team. Obviously, the tight end position could have been stronger, but I'm not going to force a pick, you know, if I'm not actually a big fan of it. Like we didn't get a Darren Waller to fall to us in round six. And then after that, there just weren't really any screaming values on the board. So that's going to wrap it up for our first mock draft. Now moving over to the 10 spot, this is going to be the same roster setup, PPR, 
12 teams, all of that once again. And I wanted to show a more kind of RB heavy start. So this is gonna be a double hero RB build. Personally, I wouldn't necessarily go with Saquon at the 110, but I know a lot of you guys are gonna to wanna to go, you know, potentially running back heavy to start off, especially at this back end of the first round. I think it's a pretty unique spot to pick. You can go running back wide receiver, you can go wide receiver, wide receiver. You can go running back, running back. There's a lot of different combinations that you can kind of put together. So this is gonna be a double hero RB. We go Saquon at the 110, and then I snag Tony Pollard at the 203. Then in rounds three and four, we're gonna to pivot to the wide receiver position. So I go with Calvin Ridley and Keenan Allen in rounds three and four. Then we get to round five, and I'm kind of looking at the draft board here. Quarterbacks went really early in this draft. We saw mid-round uh, Trevor Lawrence in round three, or sorry, mid-round Lamar and Joe Burrow. We saw Trevor Lawrence go early round five. So the quarterbacks were flying off the board. I probably wasn't gonna get a great option at the quarterback position. So I'm looking at the board here. Darren Waller's available in the late fifth round. Like in a dream world, I'd be getting them in round six. But these other two teams, um, you know, the 111, the 112, they didn't have tight ends. So I didn't know if he would fall to me. I end up going with Darren Waller. I trust that the wide receiver value will kind of fall. So we go Darren Waller in round five. Then in round six and round seven, we get Christian Watson and Deontay Johnson. That value on Christian Watson is pretty crazy. So I was feeling pretty good about passing on him because he would have been the pick there if I didn't go with Darren Waller. So at this point, we've got two running backs filled in, our tight end, and then our wide receivers through our flex. In round eight, we get James Cook, another James Cook team. If he's fallen seventh, eighth round, he's gonna have to be the pick for me. Seems like he is going to be the featured back there for the Bills. Then we go Elijah Moore in round nine. And then we finally hit the quarterback position. Pretty much my go-to late round QB, Daniel Jones. We snag him in round 10. I get uh, Tyler Boyd in the 11th. Then we go Jalen Warren at running back, Nico Collins at wide receiver, and then Kenneth Gainwell, one of my favorite like later round running backs to uh, close out this team. So I like the way this double hero RB build kind of came together. We're gonna be anchored by our two stud running backs. I think both those guys have very high ceilings. That's definitely a route you can go on early on here. And even if you don't end up with like a Tony Pollard in round two, this could be Nick Chubb. Um, I guess potentially Derrick Henry, I think it'd be a little bit of a reach. The three players I'd really be looking at at like that turn would be Barkley, Pollard, and Chubb. So if you can get two of those guys, I think you're probably in a decent spot. The wide receiver position is very strong in the mid rounds. You can see from round three to round seven, like I really like those picks. So it's pretty solid roster, you know, if I do say so myself. And then moving over to a different platform, this is gonna be from Yahoo. So this is half point PPR. This is the 11th pick. Um, and then this is only one flex. So the other two drafts were two flex spots, only one flex spot here. Obviously not a uh, super viewer friendly draft board, but you know, we'll do the best that we can. So with our first pick here at the 111, just went best player available. It was Stefan Diggs. He was there at the 111. I snagged him. Then in round two at the 202, I went with Tony Pollard. On Yahoo, I really do like to get, you know, at least one running back in the first two-ish rounds. Maybe you can say first three, but the running back value can really kind of thin out on that platform. So I was happy to get Tony Pollard in round two. Then in round three, late round three, we get a falling Ramondre Stevenson on a running back hungry platform like Yahoo. I thought that was a really, really nice value. Even with the addition of Ezekiel Elliott, 
I still think he's definitely worth a late round three pick. Round four, we go with Amari Cooper. To be totally honest, I don't feel like there's a ton of value in that Cooper pick. Sometimes you can get him like mid round four, but he was the best player available for me. So it was kind of just like a little bit of unfortunate the way the uh, picks kind of played out. Didn't get a ton of value, but you know, fine with him to be our wide receiver too. Then in late round five, I go with Justin Fields. Like getting at least one elite position, whether it's the quarterback or the tight end spot, especially on like Yahoo, ESPN platforms. So we go Justin Fields, we get round six, Christian Watson, love the value on that pick. And then late round seven, I don't really like going with Njoku here. It feels kind of gross, but I had confidence that a lot of depth at the other positions would fall. I didn't want to get stuck in a spot with a gross tight end just because I did know I could hammer the value at other positions later on. You can see that with an eighth round Michael Pittman, a ninth round Marquise Brown, like those values are pretty crazy. We go round 10, Brian Robinson to be our uh, running back three. And then unfortunately my internet was kind of tweaking. So we end up uh, auto picking here, the Cincinnati defense. So that was obviously unfortunate with that pick, but then we go back to hammering the other positions. Sky Moore in round 12, another crazy value. My guy, Jalen Warren in round 13, Roshan Johnson in the 14th, um, and then Brandon McManus at pick 15. So a very strong starting quarterback in Justin Fields. I think our wide receivers are solid with Diggs, Cooper, Watson, Pittman, and Marquise Brown. And then like Sky Moore is your wide receiver six. Got to feel good about that. We had Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson to be our starting running backs. I think Brian Robinson is a decent RB3, like the kind of handcuff depth of uh, Jalen Warren and Roshan Johnson. Really, I'd say the only weakness in this team is at the tight end position with David Njoku. He could pan out. We are kind of betting on that Browns offense with Amari Cooper, um, but that would kind of be the one weak spot here. I do think you can get into that spot where you're picking at one of the ends, whether it's like pick one, pick two, or like pick 11, pick 12, where it can kind of get tough to snag those elite positions because right, if you're in the middle every round, it's like you have a chance to kind of capitalize on a falling player. It doesn't always play out the same way when you're at the corners. Sometimes you don't get that falling value, especially because you have to make back-to-back picks. So sometimes that can happen, but still a team that I think turned out pretty well. And then moving into the final draft here, this is from the 12 spot. We're moving over to ESPN. You can see the roster, the starting lineup, um, and then also round by round where I picked these players. So this was another Stefan Diggs team. If you're going to give me pick 12 Stefan Diggs, going to take that all day long. This was a wide receiver, wide receiver start. So I went Diggs and Amon Ra to start us off here. And I think the interesting thing about drafting on ESPN is running backs are pretty pushed up on the platform, but it's kind of the wrong running backs. Like there are some running back values that are terrible. You're going to see like early round three, Najee, which I'm not a fan of. You're going to see like Joe Mixon, Travis Etienne, all these guys pushed up. But then I'm able to get three, four turn Jameer Gibbs and Ramondre Stevenson, which to me is a crazy value, especially on a platform where running backs typically are very pushed up in your draft. So I really like that running back value there. I was comfortable going double wide receiver early on because I've seen the ADP. I've done mock drafts on ESPN. And at least one of those running backs typically is there at like the three, four turn area. Then moving into the 5-6 spot, we go Mike Williams, and then we snag Terry McLaurin as depth. I know McLaurin is injured, just kind of hoping he plays or gets it together. Plus, he's not even in our starting lineup, so we're not really urgent for him to play in week uh, one. And then in round seven, we go with Michael Pittman. Round eight, we go with David Njoku. 
this was one of those unfortunate spots where there was just no value at quarterback or tight end that really fell to us. So we go David Njoku in round eight, and then we hit up the quarterback position at the 9-10 turn, go Daniel Jones in round nine, Zach Charbonnet in round 10. And then to wrap up the depth, we go Jalen Warren, Dalton Kincaid, Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Bateman. Like getting that value on Kincaid, especially with Njoku at tight end, like I think our depth everywhere else is pretty strong. So the fact that I don't have like 100% confidence in Njoku, I like having that bench option in Dalton Kincaid. Really wouldn't have taken Kincaid if I had like, you know, a Darren Waller or a Mark Andrews, just the fact that I didn't love our starting tight end. So I think we're a little bit weak on the quarterback tight end positions, but like I've talked about, Daniel Jones is like my favorite one of those late round quarterbacks. I think we're really, really strong at wide receiver. The fact that McLaurin's our wide receiver four and Pittman's our wide receiver five, definitely in a good spot there. And I think our running backs are really solid also. Love the round three, four turn value on Jameer Gibbs and Ramondre Stevenson. So those are going to be the four mock drafts from picking later in the first round. I think this is a pretty interesting spot to pick from. I'd say I probably like the middle of the first round the best. And I think I like the back end of the first round is like my second favorite option. Um, Like the third would be early in the first round. I think you get some nice picks in round one. I think there's some nice value that can fall to you in like the three, four turn area. And then, you know, rest of the draft just kind of goes the way it goes. But I do like this spot. I think it's interesting. I think there's a lot of variance in how you can start off your drafts. So um, if you guys enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. If you haven't checked out my other draft strategy videos, those are up on my channel. So go take a look at those if you are interested. But thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.